Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier, and excited to be back with the latest edition of the uh, Let's Do Influencing show, and also excited to have a first-time guest with me today. So, Sveta Silverman, really excited to have you here. And where I usually like to start, Sveta, is I usually like to get people to tell us a little bit about their backstory for the listeners and viewers who might be discovering them for the very first time. Uh, thank you very much, Corey. And um, if we have listeners, hello to all the listeners. So as you already hear, I have a Russian accent. So I'm a very proud immigrant from the former Soviet Union. I immigrated um, just on the verge of 1990. I think it was uh, not, not New Year's, but after Christmas of 89. So some of there. And I am the product of USSR or CCCP. So uh, when I left Soviet Union already, I was practicing as a pediatric surgeon for a couple of years. And, uh, but for more than that, uh, my eyes were just leaving the Soviet Union. I just needed to leave. Mm. So I ended up in Canada with 120 bucks one suitcase and uh, I was cleaning hotels initially as a housekeeper and then worked my way slowly but surely with the help of my husband uh, to back to medicine. I graduated from University of Alberta in the year 2000 and cognitively chose to practice pathology as you see the microscope. This is one part of my life. Uh, I, I basically diagnosed cancers for living. However, life changed in 2004 when my mom was diagnosed, 2003, when my mom was diagnosed with deadly cancer and she passed away in 2004 and it put me on the health wheels. So I live, breathe, learn, talk, teach health in every modality because health to me is a path to happiness. So sorry, later on, I'm in a minute. So sorry, I'm in a minute. No, it's all good. We can edit. Part, part, of, a, part of a real life. 100%. This is my story. So basically, I live, breathe. I mean, this is my mission. To teach people how to get better, healthier, happier. Wow. So there's so many, I'll call it jump off points that I could go from there, but the one that I really would like to uh, dive into first is the idea of people getting better and healthier. And you and I chatted about this in the past about how there's so much information out there about how to become healthy now. I mean, there's magazine racks upon magazine racks. So if you were sitting across from somebody today and they said, where do I start? Because I'm sure a lot of people are overwhelmed. So where would you normally direct people to get started? Well, to be honest with you, First of all, you know, I really like just the conversation because when I ask you what's happening and why do you feel unwell or something, you will open up, you will tell me. And that's the conversation. So I usually teach, because I am a, a doctor of cells, my main understanding is how to get really healthy, really healthy. And healthy to me is, it's like, you know, when we smile and we're happy. Um, it's like, how do I get to cellular health? What precipitated it? So we'll talk about mind. We'll talk about what drives your happiness, what drives your unhappiness, what drives you to stress, 
and this is pillar number one, then pillar number two, we will start maybe talking foods, like real foods. What's happening? What do I eat? What do you eat? How can we tweak it? Then we actually go, we go very, very simple. I have a very simple mentality. Everything has to make sense to me and be simple. And to me, cells don't lie. So if I feed the cells energetically, emotionally, and physically with water, good nutrients of any kind, my cells will thrive. So here's, so now you mentioned water. So now that gives me a, a different segue. How important is the water we're drinking? And when I say this, I mean, we have uh, somebody who uh, is an alkalarian, 77 year old proud alkalarian. And he talks about the pH and water and how you should be concerned about that. So is that true? And, and what do you recommend for drinking water? And I'm today, because I can't get any other, I'm drinking just the store. Uh -oh, uh -oh. You know, the worst thing, right? Uh-oh. So the thing is, A, I am not uh, 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 an I'm crazy about water. Again, who are we? You know, we are, as, as cells, we are 70% water. However, 90% we're bugs. So, and what is my brain? My brain is per se water and fat. So, being staying hydrated is extremely important to me. And the quality of water is very, very important to me. So, uh, number one, uh, well, and where is this water coming from? And where is this water stored? So, sorry to tell you that, unlike you, I do not do plastic. I figured that. I do glass and you know, as a Russian, you know, I store things. So I buy beautiful fermented drink. This is kombucha from a local suppliers because I love to support local vendors. But then I am going to discard this beauty. So this is not the original kombucha. This is my drinks with my water. So I drink different varieties of water. At home, we have reverse osmosis. What I, let's put this way, what I don't drink. I don't drink tap water. Okay. Period. I do not drink tap water. So at home, I have a reverse osmosis and I also buy, I don't have my dream, I don't have the well. So I do not, I don't live in the mountains, so I don't have my personal things. So I actually buy spring water, like a live spring water from, uh, again, local vendors. Hmm. It's, an, it's a spring. And again, being Russian, being crazy, I test. I test water. I test it for pH. So that water is not only per se, I call it alive. That is alkaline. Reverse osmosis is an acidic water. Guess what? When you test uh, tap water, it is alkaline. So, but it's very unhealthy alkaline. So to be honest with you, I do not have a concept of uh, alkaline, I don't have a perfect knowledge of alkaline, acidic, or neutral water. I have a concept of very clean water. And we can argue one way or the other, because what's in the cells, and cells have different pH. The cells of different organs have different pH. So for example, the cells of your stomach, they have, they have very, very low pH. You know, your blood 
has a pH of 747 or 736 or something. So it's basically, it's very mildly, mildly alkaline. Meaning that my take is I will not go for, you know, it's like I'm not going to fret acidic alkaline or something. I go fresh, clean. Uh, I need to know the source and I need to have it in a proper container. That's my take on water and stay hydrated. My goal is two liters a day. However, honestly, I can tell you the secret. I don't like to drink water. So my water has to come, um, you know, I make my own drinks. Very, very healthy, very nutritionally dense, mineral dense, vitamin dense, yummy, fermented drinks. So that is my two liters. Maybe a very witty, witty answer. Sorry, Corey. No, no, it's, I love that answer. And what about uh, milk and dairy and stuff like that? Is, are you I do not dairy don't oh here's okay so now here you're putting me into another controversy <laughs> wasn't my intention i'm just curious your thoughts on you know should we be drinking as much milk and eating as much dairy as they say or no 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 so the thing is if you would have asked me that question 200 years ago i would have given you a completely different answer by you know to, to be honest with you, per se, there is nothing wrong with proper dairy, aka when the milk comes from the cow, not from the factory, not from the feedlot conventional animals that entirely mistreated, mistreated, mishandled, inhumane. The proper milk comes from the proper, humanely raised, grass-fed, grazed cow that you do this, on a cow, do this, then you take the milk and you drink it. That's how I grew up in Russia. So, and then, then you can uh, uh, raw, uh, raw, raw certified organic, unpasteurized, unhomogenized milk, butter is awesome because it gives you an amazing fats. And it also gives you some vitamins that we, let's say, as a vegan, I may be missing vitamin A. Or beautifully che beautiful cheeses, properly made, I call them alive cheeses, because they live. The cheeses that are made from a proper raw milk, and you actually can get them, you can get certified from France. My, uh, my baker, uh, he, it's all legal. It's all great. You know, when you go into that bakery and you see the assortment of alive cheeses that are living because some of them are blue cheeses, there's like antibiotics in them because that's the culture. This is your penicillin and a whole bunch of other stuff. But cheese is also full of goodness that as a vegan, I need to supplement vitamin K2. This is your cheese and some other goodness that you need. I'm not suggesting you drink uh, gallons of milk and stuff, but my, my concern and my problem is commercialization. So I personally, and it's in my family, we will not touch conventional dairy products. If I need my yogurt, I will make it. I really, it's very hard to find the proper milk, not commercial, but at least I can find certified organic milk. 
I so just now, need my goal. I just need my goal. <laughs> well, and, and so here's the, I mean, I guess an important follow-up question to that then. What do you recommend? Because I'm sure you've run across this or had the conversation with somebody about this. What does a person do if they, like, what do you recommend they do if they live in a, a small town or place where they don't have access to a lot of the things that, you know, let's say we should have, or maybe a person would have in a city, like maybe they don't have the a local farming industry or a local farmer's market. And, and so what, what do they do there? Like, I mean, it's gotta be a challenge for those people because the, I mean, the superstore and stuff, they do sell a bit of organic, but they don't sell, I don't think enough. And so I'm just wondering your thoughts on that, what a person does. Well, you know what, to be honest with you, I probably will argue with you on this. To be honest with you, superstore, if you actually go, it has tons of organic stuff, like tons. However, especially when you live in a very small communities, local communities, and it's like out in the boonies, there are farmers around. You may be at the utmost benefit because you're surrounded by farmers, you're surrounded by a lot of people with backyards and local animals, and maybe forests. So to be honest with you, I never have an excuse for healthy living. Because, however, it is, that's what I teach. It's your personal responsibility. We all can find excuses. We all can find excuses, but the utmost important thing in my life is me and my health. Because if I'm not happy and I'm not healthy, I'm no good to anyone. I cannot give my love my my mission my education and my legacy without health this is the utmost and when we're healthy again we're healthy we're happy when we're not healthy we're miserable and it's a vicious circle so excuses on and i don't have any excuses and i cannot afford organic you don't need to afford organic you do not need to afford organic if you cannot afford organic well there is no need to drink unhealthy milk, you can absolutely sub it. And you can buy cheapest cheaps almonds and make an almond milk at the normal grocery store. You can buy, you know, it is so easy. Is it a little bit of an effort? Absolutely. You, if you cannot afford non-organic fruits and vegetables, don't buy. You can wash it, you can rinse it, you can peel it, and you can soak it. You can soak every grain, you can soak every nut, you can soak every bean or every legume to remove the, uh, the residues. So again, eating a living unhealthy and buying, not cooking, sorry, not an excuse in my world. <laughs> so how about, because um, you mentioned about the vegan side of things. So now I'm curious what your thoughts are along the lines of fruits, versus vegetables or fruits and vegetables? Because you know, we always hear about just have this many fruits and vegetables. Is it important that more of it's fruit? Like we hear that a lot. Um, or sorry, I'll correct that. More of it's vegetables, we hear that a lot. And we hear a lot that it should be mostly green. So is, there, is it true that we should have a lot of both? Or is it true we should have more veggies? And like, what are your thoughts on that? Thank you very much. You know, we have, that's my belief. We have to have more balance. So the thing is, as, it, as well, I'm not like a diehard vegan because 
I actually love uh, bee, bees products like uh, bee pollen or uh, my outmost desired dessert is actually honey. It's a very seldom dessert because honey is very, very sweet. But honey is my dessert and the diehard vegan will tell you it's a no-no because vegans are like, you know, they're alive. And also at my age, my, see my philosophy is, if my body needs it, my body is going to get it. I'm per se vegan now by, it's, it's, by, it's my reflex. It's, it's like, that's all I know since 2005. Mm -hmm. You know, since I lost my mom, that's what changed my life. So, but however, everything is about health to me. So if I never teach veganism, never, never, because in order to be a vegan and stay healthy, you really need to know what you're doing and what you're putting in your bodies. Because as a vegan and you want proper protein, you need to eat grains and you need to eat beans. And I have a serious issue with both. I have a serious issue with grains. I have a serious issue with beans. So where do I get my protein? So I get my protein from superfoods, which, which is called algae, like chlorella and spirulina. That is my, my absolute perfect protein. However, as a woman in my age, for example, I need certain fats. And those fats either come in a supplement or in an egg yolk or in the cheese. So at this stage, I'm still no cheesy, but my philosophy is I will not supplement with something if I can eat it. There is no need to put an extra pill if I can find this in a great food. So on occasion, seldom, I introduce egg yolks, but I know the chicken. I know, I know my chickens. I know where they're coming from. In terms of fruits and vegetables, there are some fruits. Well, obviously, when we talk veggies, it's sort of, you know, the healthier per se, relatively healthier version, for example. Now, if you're talking veggies, potato is a vegetable. Mm -hmm. No, it's not a vegetable on my diet. So we're talking like greens. We're talking like now, now it's coming into the season. Finally, we have kale. We have uh, um, Swiss chard. We have spinach, really good spinach local. We have asparagus is in the in, is 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 seasonal. So that that it's absolutely like the kings. Like you know, kale kale is basically the king. Or Brussels sprouts, all these cabbage family cruciferous, the kings of health. So you know, if you can stick it, stick it. Now, for example. Uh, other veggies, they're very, very healthy, but they may be sweet, like carrots or like beets. The nutritional value is tremendous, but I will not recommend like pure carrot juice because you're drinking sugars. And the same thing for the, for the fruits. You gotta be careful, fruits are divided into three categories, very sweet and between sweet and low sweet. So it's like high glycemic index, intermediate glycemic, Did I, am I boring you? No, you're not. Of course not. Okay, because I think that I'm losing you. No, so no. it's a high glycemic in between and low glycemic index. And people are drawn to high glycemic fruits like grapes, like bananas, like pineapple, like mango. You know? 
So, you know, we kind of, that's what I'm saying. We need to take charge of our health. We need to take control. What's control? The knowledge. So it's like people eat a lot of grapes. However, per se, they don't understand that grapes are very, very sweet and they're very high on the pesticides absorbance list. So, for example, if you don't have any conditions, then it may be okay. However, if someone has uh, um, a fungal issue, candida issue, the gut issue, or some other serious chronicities, or maybe sweets and sweets, and particularly sweet fruits, maybe, you know, need to be considered. However, the berries, the nutrient factories, and now strawberries are in season and raspberries are in season, you know, load, load yourself. And so one thing I want to ask you about when we talk about um, the veggies is it's far, so I'm, this is more a question on the vegan side, just a quick question. And then my, my final official question, but on the vegan side, when somebody says you can't eat, like you said, bee, something that came from a bee because it was alive, you know, it was alive at some point or is alive now. What is the, what is the thought process with plants? Because plants are alive. So what, what does a vegan say about? That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Listen, I meet vegans that crucify me. However, they sit at the table, they eat potato chips, uh, and they gazzle it with Coca-Cola. So that is why I honestly, my, my diet per se, it's called nutritarian diet. There are few things that I will sort of, you know, it depends on the situation that I will teach again, not against, but with limitation, I will teach why not, why this is not for you. There are obviously religious restrictions. Let's say, you know, there are kosher food and there's halal food and, you know, uh, Buddhist people, you know, like Hindus. There, there, there are some religious things. However, again, it's not, I'm not a fan of like, oh, let's do paleo, let's do vegan, let's do keto, let's do, some, no, let's do nutritarian. And because where I am, we can now actually test you for the most appropriate nutrition. The thing is, we're not algorithmic. The society is algorithmic. We go everything by algorithm. We're not. Your diet, your optimal diet is Corey's diet for you upon your genetic and your epigenetic profile. And we can do it, I mean, if there's, you know, there's uh, push comes to shove or vice versa, we can do that testing and completely optimize your nutritional consumption and then build on additional supplements or minerals or cellular upregulators that we need. So you just triggered one other question I want to ask before I ask my, my final one. But I was talking to somebody recently and they, they were saying to me, you need to look into the supplements our company offers because we're the only company in the world. That's what they said. I love when people say we're the only ones, but the me only too. me too, like people say, I'm the only one who's ever done this. And, or, or ours is the, or the other one, number one uh, coach in the world. And you said, number one out of all 8 billion people. Anyway, so this person said, uh, the only company that does this, they're uh, basically, they're a network marketing company that says that they're the only ones that test your DNA and then customize the vitamins that you buy each month on auto ship to your DNA. 
And I don't know how they do that. Like how would every, you'd have to then manufacture every bottle differently. I don't know how they do it. But my question is, um, are there, cause you said you can, you can test a person's DNA or test what their genetic makeup is, but is there a way a company can do that? Like where they can actually, like yeah. what I mean is test it, but then also send you a certain type of supplements that match yours? Uh, see, the thing is, to me, this is, well, first of all, I entirely agree with you. Listen, I'm a part of my network marketing company and I always cringe when people that our products are the best in the world. No, we have amazing products, but they're not the best in the world. They're great. It's like, you know, we're the only ones. And the thing is, my understanding of health, I have mine because mine do this. But I will take yours because yours will do this for my health, for my cells. In terms of DNA, I actually don't think per se it's necessary because uh, for, to me, you know, I probably know the company you're talking about. And I have the testing kit on my desk. So you need to spit in a, in a little tube. So, so the thing, and then I actually did another test, which cost me a lot of money with a medically professional company. And they will not, uh, they will not read the test. And they will be cut before, so you pay for the test. Then they will not interpret the test until you pay for the test interpretation. That's a beautiful sequencing. So, and then, see, the thing is, I can build my own diet if I know what I need to tweak, then there is no need. And the thing is per se, that company may not have really sophisticated DNA test because that you need a healthcare grade, like medi medical grade something. Mm -hmm. And, and for, you know, as far as I know, there are some tests in Canada, they're absolutely cost prohibitive. They're absolutely cost prohibitive. Now there are tests in the States that actually a lot of naturopathic doctors, very well-versed naturopathic doctors, very advanced, they do. And then they build your customized diet, specific customized diet. Hmm. Wow, well, I said I had one question that I've been working towards and it's still really related, but it's, it's, I call it my final official question because of course the unofficial one's gonna be how can we learn more Sveta and connect with you. But before I jump too far ahead, the last one I want to ask you, and, and I know this is a to be continued because we could even just go down this rabbit hole, all the stuff we've gone down for two hours, three hours, and I know you're passionate enough to do that. But the last official question is about blood type. You hear about eating right for your blood type. And so I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Like, are you a fan of that? Or again, do you still think it comes back to what's, what's perfect for Sveta is perfect for Sveta? Absolutely. To be honest with you, I'm not well-versed on it. And it's a personal experience. By my blood type, I'm type O, should be eating meat. And the thing is, I was obviously, I'm a Russian, so I was a vegetarian and you know, my fish was still swimming and my steak was basically walking. And I enjoyed every morsel of it, but I, every, but I also suffered from every morsel of it. I remember vividly enjoying every, every meat meal or animal protein meal. Did not, did not sit very well with me. So whatever I supposed to do as type O actually doesn't sit well with me. And now there are so many cultures because if you look into Ayurveda, mm -hmm. that is going to be different. 
If you look into Chinese medicine, that is going to be different. And you know, you know, as a conventional, that's what I, as a conventional, that's what I learn more and more and more. We're so very well versed in acuteness, in acute blah, blah, blah. But I'm learning, I want, I mean, I want to learn everything. What's in conventional, what is in uh, traditional, everything. That's why I want to learn so much more with old cultures. I want to know how Chinese dealt with this, like old Chinese medicine, how our Vedic medicine, I mean, dealt with this, how um, Incan medicine dealt with this, how old traditional Russian medicine dealt with this. And then, then we can taper everyone individually, especially, especially on a virtue of your sequencing. I call it sequencing. So upon your DNA, analysis, I mean everything, with your genes and what's around the genes, because we are only about 2-2.5% genes. Everything else comes with this signal to genes. That is called epigenetic influencing. You know, it's funny when you said it's kind of, I want to know what everybody does and sort of use the best for that person and the best for that situation. It makes me think of, it's a weird comparison, but it makes me think of Bruce Lee in martial arts you know, to this day, still arguably for, by a lot of people, the best martial artists that lived. And what he did was he actually went to all the different martial arts and said, well, Taekwondo, they have the best kicks. So I'm going to steal that from them. Whatever, Kung Fu might have had the best, I don't know, best punches or whatever. I'm going to take that from them. And he made a thing called Jeet Kwon Do, which was actually based on the best of the best. And surprise, surprise, there hasn't been anybody that's come along yet that seems to have been a best, better martial artist. So maybe well, it's because he did that. He wanted to learn what everybody did and then say what works well and what doesn't, and I'll take what works. Well, that's interesting because it's like, per se, I'm not Bruce Lee by no comparison. But you know, per se, I'm so extreme in terms of, I always tell people, I will learn from you, 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 you. That's why I have so many mentors everywhere. But I will absorb what applies to me from you, and I will absorb from what applies to me from everyone. And that's how I make my own system and understanding that I can regurgitate in that simplicity of health because I cannot talk to you sequencing and all this, you know, because like, what? But I can definitely put it together in that simplicity of sense that that pattern actually makes sense for, well, basically everyone's health, but you in particular, because in your particular situation, that will that may work from every you know and every aspect. I'm not stuck on anything on like any of basically. I'm not authoritarian. And so the very last question, again, unofficial one, but I've been teasing towards this one as well is simply, and this might be the most important because somebody's taken lots of insight from you, Sveta, they've learned a lot from you and they're still saying, okay, I need somebody to guide me, help me, what have you. But the question out of that, is there a hub? Where would you normally direct people if they want to reach out or follow you or whatever that looks like? Well, they can definitely follow me. I absolutely love that. Friend me on Facebook under Sveta Silverman, just Sveta Silverman. And I have a, a website which is going, which is, sort of under construction it's, it's working but we're reconstructing it into more health it's askdrsilverman.com but from my facebook i have multiple health groups 
where I teach, I post that, as you said, when I see the good, the good blog or the good post or the good a scientific paper, you're going to know about it. You're going to know about it. It's all about us learning and getting better. Awesome. Well, Sveta, I think anybody listening can tell how passionate you are about this, passionate how you are about health. And so, again, I know it's going to be a to be continued and uh, we'll keep this conversation rolling. But in the interim, I thank you ever so much for taking the time to spend with us today and share your great insight. Thank you, guys. And happy, happy weekend. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's awesome. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.